All right, go for it. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those of you listening in podcast land. And hello, YouTube. Rich, you want to say hi? Hey, welcome, everybody. You took one of my welcomes. You took my welcome away from me as you... As you um, as you've already welcomed everybody that listens on our various platforms. Yes. Um, so welcome to this week's show. we got a lot to discuss. But before we give you a rundown of what we're going to be talking about on today's show, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, got a, got a, a, a early show shout-out to my little brother and sister-in-law. They had twin baby girls this week. So congratulations to them. Uh, looking forward to meeting them someday, hopefully soon. Uh, Rich, how you doing? I'm doing all right. So birthday celebrations went well. Yeah, good. Birthday celebrations went well. Wrapped up the birthday week with uh, seeing the new James Bond movie on Sunday. Ooh. So Sunday afternoon. No spoilers, folks. We're not going to give no, you spoilers. Not going to do it on no. James Bond. But there might be. There's probably going to be some spoilers later on uh, Mass Singer if we get to that. Because man, do we have a I show think for we you? Will. So we do. Uh, we'll start out uh, with hockey started this week, so we'll talk a little hockey, uh, give you our Stanley Cup finals and uh, who we think is going to win. We'll also uh, hit some baseball up uh, and talk about a whole bunch of stuff in baseball. Rich, what else do we got? You know, Mike, we're also going to give you um, our uneducated best guess of who the top eight teams will be in each conference to make the NBA the NBA playoffs as a really quick hit since we're not really NBA guys. And uh, then, as always, we'll talk NASCAR and the NFL. So, Mike, do you know what time it is? Is it time to roll the intro? Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, folks, as we do every week, it's time to get into the poll question. This week's poll question was pork butt, brisket, or turkey? Rich, yeah. how did you vote on that? You know, out of those three coming out of the smoker, I, I really love brisket. Um, so where where did you go, Mike? And then tell us how the folks went. Uh, I'm trying to get to it as it's... Oh, there we go. Oh, man, they've totally changed up our uh, poll questions. I don't know if you've seen them, but looks totally weird now. Um, wow. Uh, I went with brisket as well. There were ten votes... Turkey got nothing. Really? I mean, smoked turkey is awesome for Thanksgiving and tailgate. I guess do you call Thanksgiving dinner if you eat before the game start tailgating? No, no, no. I, I was thinking it'd be either maybe you start the smoking process before going out to the stadium and then take the smoker with you uh, on the back of the uh, on a tailgate rig. But so no, I, I would not say that. Pre-gaming with your Thanksgiving meal counts as tailgating before going to a game. Okay. Um, I voted for brisket. Eight other people joined me in that, uh, including you, Rich. And uh, pork got two votes. I, you know, pork butt's great. I love pork butt. 
Uh, but I mm-hmm. do have a brisket in my freezer waiting to be smoked uh, from Hanson Farms. Yummy. Can't wait. All right. So, yeah, so brisket will move on as we'll kind of rank everything. We'll rank, every, rank all the foods um, from each category, um, from each winning vote once we have anybody. And we're going to kind of go over maybe the cold items this week. Um, we're just going to go with a salad or a sub sandwich. Okay. I don't know what. So we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. So, Mike, let's hit the ice. So okay. last week we gave you our uneducated guesses on who was going to win each division. This week, who's going to win the entire thing, the Stanley Cup? We'll see how bad these look in uh, at the All-Star break as well as at the end of the season. If these two, if the teams that we identify even make the playoffs, let alone advance to the Stanley Cup, so Mike, who's your pick? Um, I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Golden Knights over the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. Lightning. Yeah. Okay. My pick. I'm going to go with the New York Islanders over the Dallas Stars. Friend of the show, and I'll I'll tag him at some point. But friend of the show. Um, Mark Wishnia will appreciate that one. Mm-hmm. He's an Islander the Islander fan. I thought he was a Ranger fan. Oh, is he? He might be a Ranger fan. I, I think you've said in the past that he's a Rangers fan, not an Islanders okay. fan. Well, good on him then. Then he can hate you for that. All right. Okay. Right. So we funny. leave the hard hardness of the ice to go to the hardness of the hardwood to talk about the NBA. Rich, let's talk. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna just go boom, boom, boom. Give you our quick. That's right. Our quick, uh, we'll give you our quick, in no particular order, uh, top eight in each conference uh, in the Eastern. We'll start in the East, head to the West. Um, We won't even give you who we think gets the automatic bids. Um, Because in the NBA, it it doesn't matter. They base your playoff seeding off of your record. The only thing that a division win gets you is an automatic it's an automatic like bid into the playoffs. Right. So, regardless of what your record is, if you win your division in the NBA, you get into the playoffs. So, Mike, so we're just going to give you in no particular order the top eight teams that will make the playoffs for so the NBA. I'm going to start with the 76ers. The 76ers. Okay, I I have the 76ers as well. Okay, making the playoffs in the East. Who's another um, team you have, Rich? Uh, um, another team that I've ranked a little, uh, the Boston Celtics. I, too, have the Boston Celtics. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you... I'll give you the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, but the, the defending champion Bucks, I don't see how they can miss the playoffs. So I have the Bucks as well. Okay. Rich, what's another team you got? Um, I went with the Toronto Raptors. Hey, guess what? Everybody thinks the Raptors should make it, I think, because I do too. Okay. Um, All right. Eventually, we've got to come to a team neither that we differ on. So what's your next team you think is going to make the playoffs? Uh, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, I'm not seeing the Cavaliers, but I also don't follow basketball. So I'm going to go with a a team that made the playoffs last year and went went pretty far. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Okay. I have the team that has been 
in everybody's mind this week because of one of their players, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I think with or without Kyrie Irving, I think the Nets are, will make the playoffs. Okay. Um, I like that. And uh, the final team, I think. I thought, have we done the, the team that I'm oh, highlighting? No, we haven't. Okay. okay. It's yeah. your team. Go ahead, yeah. Okay. Miami Heat, I think, are going to yep. make the playoffs. I agree. And then the final team, it's local, at least for one of us. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls. They've made a lot of good offseason moves. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for your Chicago Bulls. Sorry. Yeah. yeah Just remembering the Michael Jordan's excited for this. Yeah. Even Michael Jordan's excited for the Bulls this week. Yeah. This year. So, Mike, the Western Conference. Um, well, I, I mean, I'm just going to start out. I'm going to start out with two teams. Okay, go I'm, for it. I'm, I'm saying L.A. Both L.A. teams are going to make it. Okay, I can agree with you on the Lakers, but not the Clippers, because Kyrie Irving's going to be recovering from knee surgery. So I, I, they, I, they very well could make the playoffs, but I'm, but I, I'm going to go no. I'm okay. going to go no. So. The, the second team that I'm going to give you that I notice is not on your list is the uh, the uh, the Blazers. Okay, okay, I like it. Um, you know the Utah Jazz, I think will do a good job this year. Um, I agree with the Jazz. So uh, another um, the next team that I have on my list for the Western Conference is the Phoenix Suns. I agree with that one 100. percent the team that I have next is going to be a gunshot wound. Wait, no. Golden State Warriors. Sorry. GSW. Yeah. I, I have the Warriors, too. They're fine. I think they're finally back healthy, so yep. I think they can do it, too. I have the Warriors as well. Uh, the next team that I have on my list, the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, yeah. I have them as well. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how they do. Um the next team on my list, the Denver Nuggets. Yep. I, I have the Denver Nuggets as well. Okay. And then your final team, Rich? Um, the final team I have is the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh. Well, this is where I put Oklahoma City. Okay. Oklahoma City, I think, is still – they're a young team. That might not that could get overlooked and pull some upsets. So I mean, I I could see it, but I, I I like the playoff the playoff experience of the teams that I picked a little bit better. I think you're probably right. I don't follow it well enough to know that if I did a terrible job or if I did a good job. Much like the NFL, much like the hockey, we'll see how these picks look at the at the round the All Star break, and as well once the season ends on how many of the sixteen we got right. Okay. Like, let's go ahead and head over to the diamond where we can actually, where we can actually talk about sports we actually know something about. Okay. <laughs> so, just to give you a quick recap, the Boston Red Sox lead the Tampa Bay Rays. Or, they won. They won. That, that is a they win. won. Yeah, that's a win. Three to one, and the Astros beat the Sox three to two, making the White Sox. Sorry, making your ALCS the 
Boston Red Sox versus the Houston Astros. Rich, who's going to win this series? Well, Mike, it's almost, for me, it's almost like a lesser of two evils. Because oh. both teams have been accused of cheating. The Astros more got more publicity than the Red Sox about it. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, the Astros. Yep. There's a lot of former Quad City River Bandits on that team. Yep. And uh, our old pal, um, distant pal, but old Cubs manager Dusty Baker is managing that squad now. So I'd like to see Dusty Baker maybe get a chance to get to the World Series, I, finally get that World Series rank. You know, I love that Dusty did is there. Uh, I want Dusty to do well. I cannot support that team. I actually do want it. I, I do want the, the matchup that you picked. But uh, I'm going to pick the Red Sox just to be slightly contrarian. And, uh, you know, using Apple Watches is better than banging on a trash can. Okay. A little harder so, to catch. Along with, yeah, along with that, did you hear what former Cub and White Sox reliever Ryan Chapera had to say about the Astros when they were playing when the White, during the Astros-White Sox series before Game 4? No. He said he's finding it kind of interesting how there's more strikeouts when the Astros are on the road as opposed to home. So he thinks they're still they stealing signs. He thinks that there's still some shady stuff going on when the games are in Houston. Oh, okay. I, yeah, but in turn, the White then the White Sox went and got blown out in Game Four and are no longer playing. So maybe there's some truth, truth that there's still some shady stuff going on, um, or there's not. Yeah. Maybe they maybe it's just a case of they hit better at home than on the road and. That's I mean, and the other reason why I went with the Astros I, again. They have home field advantage. I, I'm not gonna say I, I'm not. I'm never gonna forgive the Ast. I mean, I've I've said it before, and I I seem to be sticking pretty ardent to it. I'm never mm-hmm. gonna forget the, forgive the Astros on this. I'm not. But okay, there is a there is something to be said that hitting at home you do better. I mean, most teams do hit better. Uh, this, yeah. the amount better might be slightly different and that might be the issue but who knows um now uh leaving the american league heading over to the national league rich the braves defeated the brewers three to two which is the exact same way that the dodgers and the dodgers defeated the giants so we have dodgers braves heading into the national league championship series Rich, I think we both are in agreement on this one. I mean, the Dodgers. Yeah, the, the Dodgers have been the between the Dodgers and the Giants. They've both been the best at at individual times. They've both been the best team in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree. I mean, this if, year, if they the Braves had. Yeah, if the Braves had Ronald Acuna Jr. in that lineup, I might be swayed to give it to give it to the Braves, but. Ronald Acuna is injured, and he's uh, he's not there. He's he could be in the dugout as he could be in the dugout for him on uh, as to provide emotional or kind of like team to be the team spirit guy. But yep. he's not going to be out there impacting the game. So I got to go with the more talented Dodger squad in this one. Um, yeah, I totally so, Mike, agree with that. I mean, I, I know that it breaks the heart of friend of the show. Um, Rich Lively. Rich Lively. Yeah, you you knew who, who I was talking about. Rich Lively is he's he's a huge Braves fan. 
Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him get to have a happy year, but, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. All right. So, Mike, looking back at how we did our preseason NLCS and ALCS, none of your teams got in as the Cardinals, as the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Yankees, and the White Sox all lost. Yeah. And I only got the only team that I put into the NLCS that was correct is the Dodgers. Yeah. However, looking back at our preseason pick, I got it right as it's I predicted the Dodgers over the Braves at the before the season even started, but I changed my mind when we were making our pre postseason picks. Yeah. So we will see how that goes. And uh yeah, we'll keep you updated. Uh we have decided that Rich got more teams has gotten things more accurate in the playoffs, so he gets to pick who for the the lunch bet that you all know that we make. Uh, Rich will get to pick his team for the net, for the uh, World Series, and I okay. may have to just boo the team that I'm that uh, I get stuck with, or not. Who knows? All right. Um, yeah. So we also had some managers get fired this week. Um, uh, Rich, you want to give us who got fired, and then uh, we'll discuss. I have some ideas about some of these, but, you know. Okay. So uh, before the postseason started, the Padres and the Mets fired their managers, Joyce Tingler out in San Diego, Luis Rojas out in in Queens. Um, But the kind of maybe the surprise to me was the Cardinals let go of their manager, Mike Schultz, after he led them to a – surprise turnaround and playoff push but they lost in the wild card game um again how often do we see it that teams that lose in the wild card actually fire their manager it's not an unusual thing um teams that make it to the wild card game tend to believe that they are they should expect uh, a better outcome they kind of expect themselves to be a great team and when you have team, when you lose in that game, that's where you, where a lot of guys get fired. So I am not surprised at all uh, at the way that that went down. I kind of am because I mean I I don't know why I mean but I, I kind of expect better more I kind of expect better things out of the Cardinals as an organization. I thought that they would have been a little bit more maybe patient or loyal to their loyal to their managers. How many years did Tony LaRusa stick with the team being he had a good run of he had a consistent value of either making the playoffs or they were right on the cups of making the playoffs every year. But Tony LaRusa stayed there for a long time and so did Mike Matheny. Yep. Before they had to let him go. So the think that a lifelong member of the organization, a coach that I mean, paid his dues and came up uh, coaching in the minor leagues. And being a guy that turned around their season, what, three years ago when they fired Matheny and Schild was the guy that turned that team around and they never had a losing record with him as their manager. They made, they only missed the playoffs once, I think. Rich, I have some questions for you that go along. Okay, so how many times did uh, the Cubs manager, Joe Madden, have a losing record? He did not have a losing record. Oh, okay. How many times did he miss the playoffs? 
I think it was one. Oh, so it's not unusual for teams that have a decent have a decent core to fire somebody under those similar circumstances. I guess Joe Madden wasn't technically fired. He just wasn't re-signed. Yeah. I mean, I, I just thought, I mean, the stories that I read about Mike Schild is it seemed like he made, he made that team, I, I guess he, he exceeded expectations with the rosters that were given to him. And oh, yeah. an organization I, like the Cardinals to say that to fire him or let him know that we were going to let you go with it being done over a telephone call instead of it being a face-to-face meeting. Um, just wasn't expecting that. So no, I to see who, who gets, who gets those jobs. I'm not surprised by the other two as there was a lot of expectations for the Padres and Mets and they seemed that they got worse after the trade deadline. Yeah. After the yeah. trade deadlines, after the trade deadline. So I wasn't surprised that those two guys were, were let go. Yeah, the Mets had had huge expectations, and they were playing up to them uh, for much of the year. But to to end it the way they did, that I'm not surprised. The Padres, uh, they tended to be a, a decent darling at the beginning of the year for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, uh, things happen, and uh, I mean, both of us put. The, the Padres making the, the playoffs, even yeah, if it was in the one-game playoff. Yeah, a lot of people even thought that they could win the West instead of the Dodgers. Yep. And so I, I am I surprised that – I mean, again, we were both – we both thought that they were going to do well. Now, they came up against two of the greatest teams that we've seen maybe in our lifetime – Maybe not greatest teams, but greatest uh, divisional race that we've seen in a long time. Two teams winning 109 games. In the same division. Yeah. It's hard to go against that. So am I surprised? No. Um, Do I think that uh, those guys deserved more? Probably. But... You know, uh, when you when the Padres when the Padres are are ever like they were everyone's darling going into the season. They were one of the biggest darlings in the in the league, and they fooled a lot of people. I would say they fooled people, not just. Mm-hmm. So um, when you do when you do something like that, I'm not surprised. Yeah, Rojas doesn't surprise me. He was kind of like the Mets' backup guy yeah. after they had to let go of Beltron. Um, due to the Astros allegations. So that Rojas doesn't surprise me. I don't think he was the front office's choice. He obviously wasn't the ownership's choice. Nope. Um, so that doesn't surprise me either. So the Cubs have a new general manager as they yep. finally hired a general manager. to. Um, so Jeb Hoyer can focus more on president of baseball operations and have somebody to run more of the day-to-day general manager duties instead of having to do both jobs. Yeah, and I hopefully that'll be good. Um, baseball is so like I, I don't football. You have a general manager and a head coach. Your your GM in, in football is the financial chief executive, right? So he's like the CFO, and then 
the the head coach is the operational director. He's the CEO, kind of. Mm-hmm. In baseball, it's kind of, it's really weird. So you have the operations guy, which is your manager. You have your guy in charge of, you know, all of baseball combined, which is your president of of baseball operations. And then you have the president. Then you have the GM, which is kind of the go-between between those two. Kind of, I guess, is the best. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the baseball structure works either. Because I mean, you have Jane. I think it's like Jane Kenny handles more of the business side of the Cubs, while yeah. Epstein and Ep, well, Theo Epstein when he was with the club, and Jeb Hoyer more handled the baseball side. Yeah. So I mean, I, I am glad to see that the Cubs went outside of the organization. Yes. Yeah. To hire a general manager as uh, Carter Hawkins is will be the new general manager. He comes over from Cleveland. Um, 37 years old. He's a young guy, too. Man. Um, I mean, at least I can say I'm younger than him. Ah, I got you. Yeah, I can't. Um, so, yeah, he was. Uh, he worked his way up through the Cleveland organization, and uh, previously he was the assistant general manager in Cleveland. Just for all those wondering, that means that in in seven months I have to be a, a GM for a baseball team, apparently. That's, that's yeah. kind of what that means. Or your pastor prime. Or I'm past my prime. I'm no longer, man. For that. Yeah. For that job. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited for this. Hopefully it will. I, and, again, Tom Ricketts put out his statement. Did you did you get to read the, the Ricketts statement yesterday that was I released? That. Uh, he, he basically said, we have resources. We're going to use them. We are going to be competitive this year. So we didn't have those resources at the beginning of this year. When we had a core group of players we could have built around? Um, I think he realized <laughs> even if we did try to keep this core group, that that core group, I'm going to say that core group, they're no longer part of the team. Mm-hmm. Even if we tried yeah. to do that, we were not position. we did not position ourselves in a way to do it well this year. And so I, I am I surprised? No. Um, and then it, beyond that, he realized that this this core would I, I would almost say they were too comfortable. Mm. They were continuing to rest on their laurels of, hey guys, we got we got Chicago a World Series. Aren't we the greatest ever? And and they weren't and we saw it the I oh man, I'm gonna badmouth my favorite player in baseball. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Javi Baez. All right. He was the pinnacle of kind of resting on his laurels. He was the pinnacle of, meh, I'll get there. He legitimately, legitimately did not show up for the team. How many times did we see him not hustle to first base before... Uh, Grandpa Ross this, said, "If you're not hustling to first base, go sit down. If you're not paying attention, go sit down. I don't need you here. You you can wait because you got to pay attention to the game. You need to play like you like it matters to you." And he continued to do it even after that. I'm not happy about saying this. 
I think Javi Baez is the greatest baseball player we've, if, if nothing more, in that position that we've seen in our lifetime. He is changing the game in that middle short, that shortstop position. But the fact of the matter is, he wasn't doing, he, he was no longer doing that as a Cub. Yeah, he'd get you the gold glove stats and make it look pretty and have that flair. But he didn't hustle for his team. He didn't show that he cared. And that's the problem. That's why we had to get rid of those guys. Okay. I've turned the corner oh, no, on this I mean, one. Okay. I mean, that's just, I mean, for me to say that we have the resources and we plan to spend them this year, I think we have the resources all along. And he chose to do something else. I mean, the U Darvis you, deal proves that. You <laughs> know what? Darvis deal proves that. We did have we did have the resources all along, but sometimes you got to take a year and say, "This core group, you got to prove it to me." And I think that's what this year was for 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 Hoyer and for Ricketts. They were like, "Prove it." We'll spend if if you guys get us into the playoffs. I think if they would have gotten them into the if they would have been contenders. At the trade deadline, they would have they wouldn't have traded these guys away first. Second, if they would have got us into the playoffs, I think we would have signed at least two, if not all three, of our big names that we were trying to. And if we would have done that, we would have been spending the money and everybody would have been like, Oh, look how awesome we are. But I I mean I would even say Rizzo and Bryant, as much as they tried there were still times that you could see that they didn't they didn't give it they're all like we've seen in the past okay and that's a fair assessment so hopefully the hopefully Ricketts' comments actually mean something and it's not going to be we're going to spend money but it's not going to be on the players you think we're going to spend money on yeah and it's and it's actual impact bats that yeah. can move move the needle and improve the club overall and not improve them marginally to where those they're signed on one or two year deals, and if things aren't going as well at the trade deadline again, those are the guys that are put up on the auction block and give us the best offer you you can give us for those guys. Yep. As they're not going to do us any good as we're not winning this year. Yeah. So, so Mike, let's keep making those left turns and let's start those engines and what do we got coming up left we start those engines mike we got the nascar corner presented by triple i sports cards incorporated moline illinois check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs moline illinois or online at their ebay store once again that's triple i sports cards incorporated let's go to the nascar corner fantasy shout outs this week big surprise as tony the funk house Wins the week in the Charlotte Roval, followed by Solomon, followed by you, followed by me. That means our overall standings, Rich, you are doing quite well as you still have that comfortable 300-point lead uh, over Solomon. I am about 500, I am 500 points behind Tony, and Solomon and Tony are slugging it out for second uh, with about 100 points between them. Uh, in the playoffs, however, uh, Solomon is 50 points above me. Uh, I am about 30 points above you, and Tony is about 30 points behind you. We are close in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We are. It's going to come down to the wire. We have eliminated some guys. 
last week's race was great, by the way. Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch it um, as we were out celebrating my wife's birthday out at the movie theater. Yeah, the... uh, watching the new Bond movie. Um, so as far as the playoffs go, your preseason and post post postseason pick of Kevin Harvick, he was eliminated. Yeah. So he's done. Uh, my pick of Martin Truex Jr. is third in the standings going into Texas. Uh, also eliminated along with Kevin Harvick were William Byron. Alex Bowman and Christopher Bell. Man, that was a rough cut for the uh, Hendricks team as two of their three or four drivers that were in the yeah. that were in the playoffs. So half of their teams were eliminated. Um, also, Kevin Harvick getting eliminated kind of sucks too. Um, so in the race, uh, Chase Elliott uh, or at the the race at the Roval, um, you don't have the winner there, Rich. You're... Your race winner was Kyle Larson. Yeah, okay. Kyle Larson won the Roval. Um, yep. My pick of Chase Elliott came in 12th. Your playoff driver pick of Kevin Harvick came in 33rd. <coughs> Which he did that um, to himself, by the way. Drove too, drove too hard into a corner, locked up the brakes, crashed. Can't do that. All right. So we had some really terrible picks. <laughs> Mike, on the non-playoff side, Mike, as Ryan Newman finished last. And my pick of A.J. Allmendinger finished second to last. I think that's yeah. the first time that has ever happened. Yeah. That we've ever picked the drivers that finished last and second to last. Yep. In all the years we've been doing this show. Yeah. the play- So in the playoffs, Rich, that leads you to a one-race lead, 7-6. Yep. to six. Uh, We are – are we – Tied? No, you have a one race lead in the overall standings because yeah, we were have tied. Yeah, I one race lead. I miscalculated that. Yep. Twenty three to twenty two. Yeah. for the season overall. So because my drivers finished higher, slightly higher on the non playoff side, but it still counts. Yep. Um, I'll be picking first for the Auto Trader Ecto Park Four Hundred out at Texas Motor Speedway, and for my playoff driver i'm gonna go with ryan blaney Ooh, seems nice to have pick. a good track record uh down in texas and for the non-playoff i'm gonna go with tyler reddick Ooh, i like both those picks uh however because you picked those two i'm gonna go with martin truex jr as my playoff driver All right and then alex bowman as my non-playoff driver as he was eliminated last week so all right i, I like those picks but Truex is usually pretty good down in Texas. I'm, I think he has a better chance of winning at the next two tracks than he does at Texas. But, yep. but it's still a good pick nonetheless. And Bowman has a pretty good track record down there as well. So we'll see how those picks uh, pan out. You can catch that race over on NBC on Sunday afternoon. Okay. So Mike, let's and that go ahead and has, hit the gridiron. That has been the, the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs. Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Okay. Um, so this week, heading into the gridiron, our p- shout outs for our pick 'em. Rich, I won this week. You still have the lead overall, and Midget Nation is our only other person playing anymore. Hey, we'll take what we can get. Yep. We'll take what we can get. So thanks for playing Midget Nation. Keep up the keep up the good work. Uh, JR, thank you keep for joining us. Guests. Yeah, you're doing great. 
I mean, you really are doing quite well. Uh, you just, Rich and I are doing, uh, I mean, in excess of 10 wins every week for you, 10 wins or more every week for you, and I've only had two weeks that aren't above 10 wins. So, yeah, we're doing pretty well, I, I would say. All right. Yeah. All right, so week five, our picks. The Bears beat the Raiders 20-9. to nine. Um, You picked the Raiders, I did the Bears, so that brings the Bears' record to 3-2, and two, which is the same record that you have in picking their wins and losses. Yep. While I improved to 4-1. and one. Were you surprised by that game at all? Um, a little bit. Okay. A little bit, but, you know, the they came out, they did what they needed to do. Um, their game plan was, we're going to run the ball, we're not going to make Fields be the end-all, be-all. We'll let him have some time to play around, but we're not going to make him be the end-all, be-all. And because of that, uh, you know, what happened, happened. So, I'm okay with it. All right, Mike, what happened to our locks of the week? So, in our locks, uh, the Buccaneers did prevail over the Dolphins, 45-17. to Rich, your Patriots beat the Texans 25 to 22. That brings me to a total uh, to a record of 4 and 1. Rich, you are at 5 and 0. Oh. Our upset All specials right. of the week. Uh the Broncos lost to the Steelers 19 to 27 and the Bengals oh. fell to the Packers in overtime, which yeah. Changes some things in in life uh, when we get down to our power rankings. Uh, that puts us both at two and three for the year. Um, and Thursday night football, we both picked the Bucks, and I believe that means we're both perfect on the year so far on those games, right? Or no, I have yeah, one. Yeah, it was a close game, though. I think it was a very close game. <sighs> I, a lot closer than I thought it would be. I, what was it, 25, 22, something like that? Yeah, I mean, some garbage time in there, so, you know, that happens. Uh, week six, right. Bears and the Packers. The Packers come into Soldier Field. Uh, does that make you? What? How's that make you feel? Are they going to win, lose, um, or draw? Well, if they keep the same game script that they had against the Raiders, and the Packers can slow down that run, and/or run up the score, forcing Justin Fields and the Bears' offense to kind of adjust and pass, which is what's going to happen. That's not a good game plan. That's not a good game script for the Bears when they don't want to be passing the ball. So I got to give it to the Packers. Uh, I actually agree that I think it's going to be the Packers, but I think for a completely different reason. I think it's because that that uh, running the the running backs uh, one is out due to injury and one is out due to COVID. That means they're on their third mm-hmm. string running back. You can't uh, on a third string running back on a team that needs runners to be something, to do something in order to, to help you win that game. Uh, you're just not going to be able to put anything together. The Packers are going to win. Um, I hate saying it, but, you know, my dad will be happy. Uh, lock of the right. week, Rich. It is your week to pick. Who do you have as a lock? I'm going to go with an easy one, the Rams over the Giants. That's a quite easy one. Uh, I'm going to go with one that's a little bit more out there, but I still think it's going um, to – I mean – I, I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid. The Cowboys over the Patriots. I, I I like that pick as a lock. I mean, the game's in New England, but the game's in New England, but Dallas has 
Dallas has lived up to their expectations so far this year, and the, the Patriots are still kind of trying to find their way in the post-Brady era. Yep. So I don't think that's a bad pick at all. So my upset special, um, there weren't many clear upsets to pick, unless besides the ones that were kind of along that 60-40 or, or like 55-45 split. So I chose to... So I went with the Jaguars over the Dolphins. Um, um, there really isn't much much to do on it. Yeah. Except that, I mean, again, I somebody's got to win it. Somebody's got to win that game, and the Dolphins aren't playing very well right now, anyway. I think that uh, I think the opposite on that's going to happen. I think the Jaguars are going to lose that game, and we're going to see uh, that plus the scandal of the last week and a half with Urban Meyer. We're going to see Urban Meyer looking for a new job. Uh, starting hmm. Monday, or by by the time they get on the the plane, uh, but okay. I am my upset of the week: the Minnesota Vikings over the Carolina Panthers. I actually picked them outright to win the game, and I think that uh, the Vikings have a good chance at doing it. Uh, the Panthers uh, lost McCaffrey, still or still without McCaffrey, and overall uh, not looking good this year. Um, Rich, right, so Mike, move into Thursday night. Before you step away, yeah. Go for it. Broncos over the Browns. I see you got to step away real quick. Yep. What do you like? Broncos, Browns. I like the Browns. I agree with the Browns as well. So, Rich. So, there was some. Yeah, if you you want to give us some of your take on what's going on with John Gruden and the Raiders, I'll be right back. All right. So, there was some odd news to come out of the NFL this week, which was John Gruden's not safe for work comments in email in private emails that were exchanged between him and the then president of uh, football operations Bruce Allen who was who held that position for the Washington Redskins now the Washington football team um, some of those comments were made were directed towards the Players Association president DeMar Smith and when initially the story broke that the comment that was just one email from 10 years ago and it was about a like a grudenism comment of he has he has lips the size of michelin tires my initial thought was after he after gruden explained what what he meant by that and that he still uses that comment of the that's to mean that that he's a liar He's a liar, has loose lips. And it was that, you know, this is, this is the entire cancel culture or the media blowing this way out of proportion. And John Gruden shouldn't have to worry about this. The Raider, he shouldn't be punished for something that was said in a private email conversation. And at the time, he was also not employed by the NFL. So why should he be punished for it? However... Fast forward to the next, fast forward a couple days into the week. The initial comment about DeMorne Smith came out on Sunday. Gruden addressed it. Fast forward to what was it, Thursday, Mike? Yeah. Welcome back, by the way. Thanks. More emails came out that got leaked about other things that were said in those emails between him and Bruce Allen. It happened Monday. Those came out Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It was Monday. Because it was in the middle of the Monday night game. Saturday Saturday or Sunday. The op, the one the one comment that was made about the he has lips the size of a Michelin tires. Yep. 
And when all when the more information got fled, that led me to change my opinion on what should be done with John Gruden. Really? With just the one email. With just the one email. Yeah, but my my comments were along the lines of this is being blown out of proportion. Let it. He's explained what he meant by that comment, and it was also something that he said ten years ago in a private email when he wasn't employed by the NFL. Yeah, uh, which is why they couldn't punish him. I mean, let's be honest. That's why they couldn't punish him at the time, but they, and they, they still can't. I mean, the NFL has no real way to, to punish him. But, However, they gave additional emails yeah. to Raiders ownership and said, you know what, do, it, do with these what you would like. And, oh, by the way, some of these have been leaked to the NFL. Um, well, no, these have no, been leaked to the media. They hadn't leaked them to the media yet. They gave up. So apparently, this is the timeline I understand. Uh, last week, right before the story broke about the, the initial email, they, the NFL gave them all of the emails. Okay. That said, hey, you got to do something about this. And uh, both, neither John Gruden nor uh, Mark Davis said we're going to release, we're going to do anything about it. And so the NFL was like, well, I mean, and again, this, a lot of this is speculation because a lot of how these stories are coming out is very much leaks and backroom stuff. Mm-hmm. But what it feels like is the NFL is like, well, if you're not getting rid of John Gruden, I'm going to get rid of him. So they then leaked the rest of it. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I mean, then I mean, there were not safe for work comments about oh. Roger Goodell during the labor negotiations and just general opinions of him. There were more comments about the Players Association, negative comments about how the league was allowing players to protest during the national anthem. Yeah. And homophobic <sighs> remarks about um, a player who's no that was drafted into the NFL. There were there Gruden were thought e- for the wrong reasons. Emails that were sent to Gruden. Now again, this is to Gruden, so why yeah. he gets penalized why he's getting in trouble for some of these with the penalty with it. Uh, but an email being sent to John Gruden that he also that he replied to with naked pictures of cheerleaders. Yeah. Again, all of these things, like by themselves individually, I agree, none of it is really damning enough to to fire him as you get stuff growing and growing. But again, A, I mean, I I don't send or receive inappropriate naked pictures to you, Rich. We don't send those type of things to each other. And in general, we don't send anything as crazy as that to each other. I don't send stuff like that. Um, Now, misogynistic and and homophobic. uh, If you're going to yell at a guy for calling, if you're going to, if, if, again, I would say individually in an NFL locker room, in an NFL conversation, heck, even you and I, and I, one of the things that I I have done stand up in the past and one of the stories I use in my stand up is, is about the time that I took, or I went to, um, I went to, uh, I went on a NASCAR trip with Solomon, and uh, on that trip, his son was crying a lot, and I used that vulgar term for a female's body part, 
uh, and said, you can't be one of these, over and over to him. And then at the track, uh, that word was used, and a three- or four-year-old kid shouted out that word. That Using that word to talk about, end of, like, for me to call you that word... That, that's that's a normal colloquial like I wouldn't even call it a colloquialism, but that's a normal, um, a normal thing. I, I, so it comes across as misogynistic in today's Me Too world, but it also I don't think I agree. We probably shouldn't use that, and that's not a, a correct way to or, do things. Or at least you don't call you, or at least you don't call your boss's boss. That. Yeah. Even if you were, even if those comments were made <clears throat> ten year in over over a course of between eleven and eighteen, when you were an employee of the NFL, right? Um, but you don't. We need to. We need to change how we use our words. But ten years ago, that wasn't a big deal. And what I, is it? Would you say it was a big deal back in twenty eighteen when supposedly that was the last of the emails that were given to him? Um, I still don't. Like, even in 2018, I don't think it was that terrible of a thing. I I would even say today, if you go to, if you go to a workout room, if you go if you go to a gym, a public gym, Rich, you go to a okay. public gym and you got two guys working out together. In their hour long workout, while they're lifting something, the likelihood that they use that word. Saying "don't be a" to one another, you're probably in a. If you go for a week straight and the same two guys are working out, there's a pretty decent possibility that that word gets used in that type of okay. a tone. I don't think it's intended to be misogynistic. I don't think. Yes, it's vulgar. No, I don't use it in my daily life or hardly ever yes i did in the past but i've grown this is this is the biggest thing i have with this whole issue i did i've done things in the past folks i taught a three-year-old kid that word by accident because i was calling him that but when was the last time i used that term yeah I have grown as a, a person. I mean, How do we know John Gruden hasn't grown as a person in the last 10 years? Because let me tell you, folks, if you haven't grown in the last 10 years, you do deserve to be fired from your job. I don't care whether you're a head coach of an NFL team or whether you're an IT guy in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. If you're not growing as a person, if you're not learning new things... Yeah, you're right. You are stagnant. You do deserve to get fired. Let's let's get rid of you. But in today's society, even though it's ten years in the past, we have to we have to say, nope, John Gruden, you can't you can't make amends for this. And that's my problem with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seemed like his players were behind it. Yep, as they were, players were behind it while. While rather uncomfortable, you made a reference in our text message about it that Dungey and Tarico looked kind of uncomfortable, kind of defending his yeah. press conference about the first leaked e- about the first email about his statements. But they 
they sounded like they accepted his apology, or at least and the I, network approved response received, perceived it as they they understood where he was coming from, and they understood that so it wasn't as big of a deal as a lot of people were making it out to be. I will say there's a difference, and that my my statement was different between Tariko and Dungey. Okay, my thoughts on that. And this is where I do have some issues. Um, Mike Tirico felt awkward watching Mike Tirico basically say, "I'm uh, he's I'm the closest person that he's ever been to." Blah blah blah. Standing there and defending him, making those him say making that that felt slightly forced. Hmm. Tony Dungy had... saying, okay. "I I don't know about that time." This is he said he's grown and he's changed, and his players accept it, and his players agree that he's changed and he's not this type of a person now. Tony Dungy is the way I fall into it. Mike Tirico felt a okay. little more forced, and maybe that's because Mike Tirico. I mean, they spent how many years together in the Monday Night Football? Oh, yeah, so he probably had, I'm sure, that there were comments that were made off air or as they were leaving or go before they went on air maybe even during commercial breaks that maybe he knew that yeah he probably did say some of those things yeah. or he made comments he made he made those types of comments off air off air so maybe he Mike Tirico knew more about this than his public statement and maybe that's why it looked awkward but I mean I, I agree with you I think this was totally the the NFL kind of forcing Davis's hands to either make a move or to convince Gruden is you talked your way out of the first one but here's all the how here's all the here's all these here's all of these emails how are you gonna yeah. how are you gonna explain all these emails and not make our team look bad or create a distraction so you can either resign or I can fire you or put you on administrative leave and then you just happen to never come back yeah, it's it's bad. And I the other thing is I don't think he's going to like again, the way he resigned and the way that things are are being held close to the chest, he's going to make money. He made enough of it. He's made he's getting a good chunk of that 60 million dollars that he had left on his contract, 40 million whatever it was. He's going to he's going to get to keep a bunch of it. I yeah. I have no doubt. Um yeah. It's you a wonder set. what's in those other yeah. you wonder what's in those other emails? If if there were emails that had to be given to another ownership group about comments that were made of an employee that they employ now but didn't during the time of those emails, what's in those other emails? I mean the, the email the probe was originally into looking into workplace culture or kind of like mispractices or trying to look at yeah. organizational practices of a specific football team. And the only thing that's been done is that Washington was fined a ton of money. And technically Dan Snyder's wife is the CEO of the team and not Dan Snyder anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, there's bound to be more there. There's going to be a lot. I mean, we've already seen emails and, and controversy about Adam Schefter's uh, handling of a story. Um, basically reaching out to the subject of the store. And again, this pride. So this is one of those things that I, I feel really bad about. 
uh, Adam Schefter emailed the story to, uh, and we're getting into the weeds. Let's let's do Adam Schefter next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll go on. Maybe more information will come out about this situation. Yeah, we we have some before we go on air next week. We have power rankings to talk about. We're gonna actually talk. And I'm gonna put it on here. We got a couple of things, um, but I'm putting Adam uh, Schefter uh, on our list for next week. We'll discuss a little bit more about it, but basically I'll give you the quick breakdown uh, and then we'll discuss it a little bit more next week. Uh, Adam Schefter reached out to a source in the in for the team um, and it, it I, I forget if it was the who it was on the team and, and we'll get you the details next week, but he reached out to a source on the team to verify a story before he published it jokingly called him Mr. Editor, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. Handled more, it. More on that next yeah. week. And maybe there'll be more stories on... It's obviously still a developing story. Gruden was just, just the first domino of the fall. Oh, yeah. 100%. In all this. So let's go over to our power rankings and yep. maybe probably wrap up the show. So, Mike, yep. let's just go top five, top ten, bottom five, because I don't think we'll have enough time to maybe look into gap wide gaps between the between our two rankings so mike who is your number one team this week hasn't changed buffalo bills i stand behind it and uh you know the elo verifies that with me all right i i'm sticking with the arizona cardinals up there because they're the only undefeated team uh arizona i have it this week if they if they lose this week that could change my opinion arizona i have it number two uh, Rich, who you got at number two? This is where I put the Buffalo Bills. They had a great victory over the Chiefs last week. Or, okay. I, I like so that, that pick. Yeah, they moved up to number two for me. Number three? Number three, Mike. I have the Los Angeles Rams. I put the Rams as well. Where'd the, where'd the ELO go? Um, the ELO put the Rams at number number four. Oh, you want their three. Their three is the... Actually, that's where they have the Arizona Cardinals. Their number two is the Tampa okay. Bay. Now, you have to understand this This includes years, last year's rankings, so you have to have some fall-off from last year's rankings before you get to this point. That's how it, it gets to it. Uh, number four is where I have your Tampa... Or I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that's where I put the Bucks too. Number, number five, Mike... I went with the Green Bay Packers. I concur. Number six, I have okay. the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I put the Baltimore Ravens here. Man, that is, we, we have a bit of a gap there, uh, and I'll tell you where they are in a second, but number seven, who do you got, Rich? Uh, that's where I put the Superchargers. Okay, I like that. Number seven for me, Rich, the tides have turned. I have... The Dallas Cowboys at number seven. They look like the team to beat, uh, at least in the AFC or NFC least. I mean, East. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm not far behind because I put the Cowboys at number eight. Uh, at number eight is where I have the Baltimore Ravens. That's, again, our biggest gap okay. so far. far. Uh, far number nine, I have the Browns. That's where I put the Browns, too. Okay, number 10, I have the other team from Ohio, Mio Mayo, Cleveland, Ohio, the Cleveland, or the, I'm sorry, Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals? The Bengals. Yeah, 
this was finding the number 10 team was really hard for me. I, 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 I agree. I totally it agree. It was really hard to see where where they go. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if this was where to put the Chiefs, even though they have a losing record. Yeah. Or put somebody else. Uh, I, I gave this one to the Saints. Okay. Probably going to change this week. I don't like I mean, the, Chiefs. I think the Saints really? win at the beginning of the year is really propping them up quite a bit. I, um, I can agree with that. For me, it just seems like numbers, teams like 10 through probably 17 were really hard for me to put, put in order. Yeah. Because they all have similar records. Mm-hmm. They have some bad losses. They have some good wins. And there's teams that we well, expect to be really a lot better than they, than they are showing themselves to be. Yeah. Um, and, and let's go through that. Well, let's go all the way to 17. We can do this quick. So at number 11, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. That's where I put the Chiefs as well. At number 12, I have the Raiders. I put the Titans here. And and I will say um, the Raiders at 12 is with John Gruden. Without John Gruden, they probably drop a little bit. So, Yeah. Um, okay. Number 13, 13 who do you have? Uh, this is where I put the Bengals. Again, I can't argue against that. I cannot argue against that in the same way I don't think you're going to argue too hard when I say that's where I have the New Orleans Saints. I think that win yep. at the beginning of the year props them up. And I th- still think that's slightly inflated for the New Orleans Saints. I really do think that's yep. inflated for the Saints, but they have to. Pr- I have to see proof that they are not that number 13 team. All right, Mike, who do you got at 14? 14, I have the Tennessee Titans. Uh, that's where I put the Raiders. Their, their recent losses have kind of drove them down yeah. my rankings every week. So that's where I had to put them at 14. Their record, for me, says 14. But if they keep playing like they are, they're going to keep falling. Yeah. Number 15 is uh, where I put the Panthers. Okay, not bad. I have the Denver Broncos here. All right. Uh, uh, I have it. got? I have at sixteen, the Panthers. Again, I I, I think I, four, I, I think the Panthers and the Saints are the exact same team right now. I think they have some they have some wins that I'm a little suspect about, but they still have they're still doing well enough that I need them to prove me wrong first, and I haven't okay. seen that yet. All right, I put the 49ers at 16, and I put the Broncos at 17. Okay, I don't, again, I can't argue either of those, and I put the the Niners at 17. Our top 17 are identical, Rich. I don't know if you noticed that. Our top 17. Maybe different different teams, same teams, different places. Exactly. We d- Okay, and where'd then, you put the Bears? Uh, the Bears. Before we get to the bottom five, where'd you put the Bears? I put the Bears at 19. I gave them 18. Okay. I again that's one of those I think the and and I and I think everybody sees it the Bears are a much worse team than their record indicates um and I mean surprisingly the ELO uh has them at 15 and the power rankings the way we mathematically sure. figure it, figure things out that adds in what we would argue the strength of schedule and all that has them at 14 Interesting. Yeah. Um, All right. 
so All right, Mike, Rich, let's go to the bottom five. Okay, who I, is team number thirty-two? I mean, is there any question? They're pl- the the Jacksonville Jaguars. I agree. Thirty-one. Uh, D- Detroit Lions. I put the Jets here. Ooh, okay. Um, I have a hard time arguing against that other than to go off of your, to, to use your opposite logic against you. Okay. A fully defeated team is above a one-win team. And a one-win team that is apparently in your top half. So the reason that I put the Lions at 30 instead of 31, even though they haven't lost a game, they've lost some tough games to where they've lost on game-winning field goals. Okay. Game-winning field goals to the Vikings, game-winning field goals to against the Ravens. Yep. They've had some hard losses to where yep. maybe they have two wins and instead of maybe two of those losses are two wins because Justin Tucker somehow kicks up, kicks, what, a 63-yard field goal out of nowhere and the Vikings kick a kick a game-winning field goal as time's expired. Yeah, I've been tough losses. That's why I got. That's why I put them at thirty. My next move is going to be. Uh, uh, so you said your thirty. My thirty is the Houston Texans. Okay. Um, I don't have the te- I have the Texans a little higher. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, who do you got twenty nine? If you put the Texans at thirty. The J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Okay. So uh, twenty nine, Mike. Uh, I just did twenty nine. Oh, I thought you did. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, my twenty nine. I put the New York Football Giants there. Okay, uh, I have them at twenty eight. All right, my twenty eight is the Dolphins. Okay, and uh, my your twenty seven, Rich. Uh, this is where I went with the Texans. Okay, twenty seven is where I put the Dolphins. Um, again, okay. we are very close in this. Um, Obviously, our top halves and our bottom halves match up. Um, we we have the same teams in our bottom half, uh, so not surprising that our top bottom five match up pretty much perfectly. Um, they are the worst teams yeah. in baseball or in in football. Um, I can I can agree with your statement on the Lions. It's they they it's surprising that they're that I mean they've had some losses that you can't count on a Justin Tucker. I mean Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker we have in the league right now, and but you can't count on him making a sixty-six yard field goal ever. You just it wasn't it was indoors in Detroit. You but you, you didn't have to deal with any elements. You can't count on that. That's the thing. So, uh, either way, um, anything else before we end the show, Rich? Well, Mike, why don't you give a quick spoiler alert? Because we got to maybe do a quick hit on the Masked Singer. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to know, hang up the phone. Even though you're not on a phone, unless you're listening in a podcast, turn it off. Keep the on, but mute us. You don't want to hear this. I will. You won't know how to get to the end. So, Mass Singer, coming now! Okay. All right. So, um, it was. Man. Cupcake. Yeah, I don't remember who it was off the top of The cupcake, yeah. The cupcake. 
Cupcake. And it was... Was it the right person to go home that week? <sighs> Danielle thought she didn't do as good of a job as she had done. I thought the banana split was going to go home. Really? Yeah. I thought the banana split did really well. I'm liking what the banana split does. I keep waiting for... I'm annoyed right now. I to, to, chime, to chime in and sing. The microphone's there that week. I was expecting him to start singing. I think... I think they're going to pull out the, the banana uh, in a couple of weeks, and he's going to just not... He's going to tear the house down. Hmm. But, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, love the show, though. What did you think of the centipede? Yeah. Um, it was an interesting costume. I thought he did pretty well for his number. Yeah. He deserved another week. Yep. But, I mean, I definitely thought the cupcake was the weakest performer of the night. I know that really? on the show they say, who was your favorite performance of the night? Yeah. And it's not ranking and it's not asking you, right, who do you think deserves to go home based on their performance tonight or during the course of the entire I show? Th- I th- oh, I thought the cupcake was the right one to go. I think I mm, I thought that the the banana split deserved to go. I do think if the cupcake would have had the other cupcake, if it would have been both Pointer Sisters, mm-hmm. oh my goodness! Oh yeah, it, it, it's a completely different, different game. Different. Completely different. They game. could have had a different yeah a different song selections, and they have two people performing. And it would it oh, would yeah. have been one of the. Uh, but I think if it would have been the two of them. I think that would have that would have sealed the deal. I think somebody would have guessed him. I think somebody would. Have, I'm still waiting for somebody to use that buzzer thing. The, They're the, not even highlighting it on the show. Of does anybody want to use the buzzer? Keep yeah. in mind we have this buzzer. Yeah, that, that's what I'm surprised. When I read when I read that they were going to add that feature to the show, I'm surprised they're not highlighting it more. I actually or expected, that or that nobody is. Stopping the performance, like time out, time out. I know who this is, and goes wants to go over and press. The I buzzer. expected that this week, actually. When um, Robin asked about what's your what's your distinguishing feature, and the dimples, the dimples, yeah, the dimples. Uh, I he, I know exactly who this. I is. know exactly who. I, I'm doing it. I thought he was going to go over, smack that button, and uh, he did. He didn't. So they're not even bringing up the button. They've they've yeah. highlighted it one week. Yeah, and they've it's like I think uh, it's a great it's addition. Of idea. Yeah. I think it's an awesome addition. I'm excited for it, but we'll see. Okay, uh, maybe it'll be a bigger portion as the show goes on. But um, that's our show this week, Mike. Any uh, any comment shout outs? Uh, no comment shout outs. Um, once again, ha- congratulations, to- or Jonathan and Jenna, on your new babies, two baby girls. Uh, they look great. They look precious. Hopefully I'll, everything's going well. I'm going to see if I can get an update today from them. Uh, but you guys don't need to hear that. Um, and then, uh, oh, uh, Austin and Mel, can't wait to celebrate with you on Monday. You guys know why. Uh, Rich, do you have anything else before you give us that last thing we got to do? Uh, no, I do not, except uh, other than the general end-of-show reminders. If you're watching us here on Facebook Live and you want to take us with you and listen to us at your convenience, feel free to look us up wherever you find your podcast, where, wherever you find all your popular podcast sites. Uh, we're on there where you can find us by searching for balls and sticks. Uh, you'll see Mike and I in tuxedos looking like we're swinging baseball bats as the show photo. Yep. And if you're listening to us out in podcast land, 
and you want to see what we look like, you can find us on YouTube and also if you uh, or on Facebook Live. And um, also, if you are ever listening to us on Facebook Live, feel free to put a comment in there. Yeah. If it is uh, safe for audio, if it, it is, uh, if we deem it uh, safe, if safe it, for sharing, if it's not going to get John Gruden fired, <laughs> we'll we'll read it on air. And Rich, what's the yeah, time to we'll do? Read, we'll read it on air. It's time to roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.